the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. Please visit me on social media at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter, at Ed Martin on Parler and everywhere else. Parler uh, looks like it's going to be purchased by Kanye West, which makes me happy. I'll go over to Parler more often. But I'm over on Twitter the most, at Eagle Ed Martin, and go to phyllisschlafly.com and track everything there. Great to be with you. I hope you had a great weekend and things are going well. Go Padres. What an awesome thing for the Padres to succeed. Uh, It's a great baseball team. That's just a great baseball team right now, playing great baseball. It's fun to watch. I hate to say it. Don't tell uh, the fearless producer, greatest producer in radio, Noah Dingley, who is a Dodgers fan. Don't tell him I said so in case he doesn't listen closely. It was fun to watch the Dodgers get knocked out. (laughs) Don't tell him I said that. But anyway, well, I hope you are having a great uh, beginning of your week. There's a lot going on, and we'll have a couple of great interviews coming up. Joe David. Joe David is a gentleman. I don't know how to describe him. He came to my attention because he is a writer, and he has a website, BeFat.com, BeFat.com, which sounds like, what is he, uh, some sort of diet guy or something? Well, it's actually, um, it's Books for All Times is the name of his blog, uh, but BeFat.com, and he's a writer. And so he sent me an essay about... um, his experience purchasing food at a local supermarket. And I said, let me get him on the phone. I'm on the phone on the show. So we're going to talk to him about it. He is the essay is called the food peddlers and it's about food production, uh, supply chains, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So here what he has to say. Also, we'll get a, an update on uh, politics five weeks before the election out in Idaho. Our old friend Tammy Nichols, soon to be Senator Tammy Nichols, she'll be elected to the state Senate in a few weeks in Idaho. She'll join us and give us an update on what's going on. There's been a lot of battles in Idaho between the rhinos and the conservatives and the Republican Party. Uh, but there remains a big showdown for attorney general where the Republican Raul uh, Labrador former congressman, is running for attorney general as a Republican. He beat the Republican rhino in the primary, the incumbent. And now he's facing a Democrat and the Republicans are lining up against the Republican, against Raul Labrador. So it's still uh, interesting, although I think it'll turn out fine, which reminds me, which reminds me, it is a red tsunami. It's a red tsunami. The pollsters and the pundits are catching up to what I've been telling you for months It's not a red wave. It's a red tsunami. It is 94, but it's not Newt's 94. It's 1894 when Republicans, because the economy tanked and the Democrats ran the country into a ditch in in 1893, in 1894, Republicans won 110 net gain in seats. Now, I don't think it'll be 110, but it's going to be it's going to be 50 or 60 or 70. You won't even believe it. There's going to be a governor from New York who's a Republican. Lee Zeldin is going to win. There's going to be senators. You're going to have a New Hampshire senator, Republican, an Arizona senator, a Nevada senator. You're going to have a Colorado senator who's a Republican. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a red tsunami that's coming. Why? Well, because you can't think about your favorite pet issue if you can't afford milk. Do you see what I'm saying? 
you hear me? You can't afford to debate your pet issue if you cannot fill your gas up, the gas tank. And that's what the American people, you cannot worry about whether you have abortion rights access in the 27th week of pregnancy if you can't walk down the street in every major city without being beaten or attacked, which is what's happening. Where was I? Where was I? I got to think about this now. Wherever I was, I was talking on the phone, so I wasn't there. I was talking to somebody. I said, you can't go out in that town after dark. There's been stick-ups. Let me get this. Oh, up on Capitol Hill. I went for a walk. I saw a friend of mine. I haven't seen him in years. He said, oh, I haven't seen you for years. I'm talking. Yeah, he said, I live up here with my wife and our kid. I said, wow, this is a great place to live. It's so fun. You can walk to the market there. You can walk up to church. You can walk to school. He said, there's been 10 stick-ups in the last six months. Armed robbery in the neighborhood. He said, as soon as it gets dark, who knows what happens? So there you have it. You can't do You can't worry about all the extra stuff. You cannot worry about all the extra stuff if you cannot walk down the street. You get me? You see what I'm saying? Now comes the news, which is gently being written about, that the global economy is in chaos, and we've got near nuclear war in the Ukraine versus Russia war we shouldn't care about. So the global chaos is economic as well as military, military. So now here comes now comes a piece in Politico. I love reading Politico because it's left but smart. They're left good writers. And so they really spin things. Here's a piece that ran over the weekend. The global economy is in chaos. Nobody's coming to the rescue. Okay? Okay, the global economy is in chaos. Nobody's coming to the rescue. That sounds pretty daunting. That sounds pretty bad. Then the subtitle, the sub uh, headline is The global turmoil provides the latest test of U.S. influence over international affairs after the Biden administration sought to re-engage the world in the post-Trump era. Re-engage the world? What do you mean? Re-engage the world? How so? During the Trump administration, they signed the Abraham Accords, where real Arabs, real Muslims, real powerful Arabs, non-Christians, non-Jews signed peace deals with Israel, where the United Arab Emirate was doing things like uh, deciding that they would get along with people, and including Israel. That's the, that's that, 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 This is what happened in the world. We had our energy costs so low, we're pumping oil, we're, we're, we're refining oil, we're transporting oil around the world, we're fracking We're doing it so well and so fast in America that the Saudis no longer were in charge of much. I mean, they sold their oil, but OPEC was not a bully because we were bigger and we were benign. And so much so that in the places where the world, where nuclear war was possible, Iran stayed humbled and North Korea got quiet, didn't care to battle with us, didn't care to make trouble, didn't care to throw missiles over Japan. I think they did that recently. In other words, in the period of time during Trump where they claim we disengaged in this article of global economy that somehow, oh, Biden is trying, Biden has reengaged. What's he reengaged by? Pouring money into green stuff, 
green investments, which has made gas and oil, uh, oil and natural gas prices go through the roof and empowered the Saudis and empowered the Venezuelans and empowered other parts of the world who don't like us, don't like Israel, don't really even like some of the Western democracies in, in Europe. And so it's our fault. And move over to Russia. Do you know what Biden, do you know what uh, Putin never did? Invade Ukraine or anybody else while Trump was in. He knew enough not to do that. And even as Trump hassled Putin over Nord Stream 2 and tried to deny the permits and Germany was begging for the permits and Germany was going around America to get Russian uh, natural gas, liquid natural gas, as well as oil, but mostly natural gas. They're going around us, Germany. We're basically just saying the world's going to be safe. China's got tariffs under Trump. China's on its heels under Trump. And China's on the march now. Why? Not because they've marched on us, because they've t- they're taking advantage of the broken world that is Joe Biden's. Joe Biden did it. Don't blame the global economy or the chaos or the wars on, Bi- on Trump's disengagement. Joe Biden's in charge, not for 10 minutes, not for 10 months, for two years now. I guess a little less than two years, 20 months. It's Joe Biden's mess. And here's the reality. It's getting worse. And the only thing we can hope is that you're going to see the voters of this country punish the Democrats on no- in November and try to change the direction. Because it's true, the global economy is in chaos. And when they say nobody's coming to the rescue, what they mean is Biden can't come to the rescue. America could. We could. We could do it tomorrow. We could get control of the border. We could stop the fentanyl tomorrow. We could stop the cartels tomorrow. We could start pumping oil tomorrow. We could start fracking tomorrow. You could do whatever you want if you just get over the simple fact that today and yesterday and everything Joe Biden has been doing is a failure. It's a failure. There's no getting around that. The only question is, who comes to the rescue? I, I hope and pray it's America. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, food and food safety with uh, Joe David and then Tammy Nichols, state representative from Idaho, and a lot more. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. We will be back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is interesting. I received an email, uh, I guess about uh, four, no, two days ago. It's not so long. Uh, Joe David, and he is an author and has been a commentator. He's, I think he's written five or six books. His first one was called The Fire Within. I wrote that down, Joe. And um, he has been published all over the place. And and I think uh, off the air, we were talking, he said, you know, he's particularly, uh, he talks about education and, and uh, different things. So this piece, though, that he sent was called The Food Peddlers. That was the title of it, which caught my attention, first of all. And then he talked about his experience as a shopper and uh, in his hometown or where he lives in Warrington, Virginia. And I, I thought so much coverage, Joe, of the inflation costs. Everybody that buys milk knows it's up, up, up. And bacon is up, up, up. That's the one I always my listeners hear me talk about, Joe. The bacon I like to buy my family. It's a pound. It used to be about twelve or eleven ninety nine a pound. Now, when it's on sale, 
it's fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine. When it's not, it's like nineteen ninety nine. It's crazy. So uh, my kids are eating uh, shoe leather instead of uh, uh, bacon. But I digress. So Joe, <laughs> Joe David, welcome. Uh, his website is bfatbfat.com. You can check out all his books there, and of course, follow me on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin, and I will put uh, his stuff up on my social media. So welcome, Joe. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you very much, Ed, and thank you certainly for the nice uh, introduction. Uh, yeah, I have uh, uh, some concerns. Uh, we'll talk about China uh, in a minute. I made some notes on China yeah. uh, and its contribution to the, uh, you know, the the meat shortage uh, in bacon. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm talking specifically right. about pork, which, which they uh, they brought out Smithfields, you know, here yes. in Virginia, which which mm-hmm. is a tragedy. But one of the, you know, getting back to some of my favorite uh, processed foods, you know, that are canned or whatever that mm-hmm. I have been buying for you know years have uh, uh, are, are being pushed from the shelves, and in its place are, for example, at Safeway, it's called Signature, so they put their label on the can. Uh, Harris Teeter has HT, and Walmart has Great Value, and the list goes on. Uh, I wonder why this is occurring. Now, uh, there's a lot of conjecture in what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I uh, stressed to you off uh, uh, off uh, um, radio, uh, no. that I'm not an authority. I can only base it on my, uh, you know, on my observations. But is this all? Part of the way of disguising the food quality. Now, you see, I had a recent run-in which caused me to write uh, uh, that newsletter, a news uh, report, and send it out. Yep. Uh, at my, one of my grocery stores, uh, Ed, uh, I got some tainted meat. I was livid. It had the uh, uh, the taste and the smell of what I thought might be chlorine. Hmm. I raised holy hell. I sent out. Uh, uh, I returned the meat to the uh, store to have them check it. I wrote the, uh, the corporate office uh, because it was a major chain, and. All I got has been silence, hmm. and it's been over five weeks. Well, that's uh, so one thing. There's one thing here, Joe. Let me ask you as an observer, and um, and how do I say this carefully? I get in trouble with people, but you, you're not a kid. So when you, you have some perspective on this, is, is, is broadly customer service down? Is that the kind of thing in the past? You Probably in the past, you would have yelled at the guy behind the counter in your grocery store 25 years ago. I used to be that guy when I was a kid. I worked in a grocery store, and everybody, sure. knew, everybody knew everybody. Now that's not quite the same. So, But have you, is that an, can you make a generation? observation on this too or is it specific to this moment what do you think well first of all i know generally across the board if you get uh, too aggressive uh (laughs) they shut you down right right uh and uh now when you're doing a face-to-face as i did with the uh store uh i i got uh, you know you look at it, uh, you know, I always admire people in customer service because they have to take a lot of slack. Uh, you know, I mean, they got it. People are attacking them all the time for one reason or another. 
And this man was particularly savvy. He was silent, he smiled, and he nodded as though he's agreeing with me. <laughs> right. But he didn't say a word. <laughs> and I kept insisting that he bring this up with the butchers in the back room who might have been responsible for that tainted beef. Or right. In this case, it was pork. So does it, is it China's pork or is it our pork? Who knows? No. Hmm. Uh, and... Uh, so I have found two reactions, either silence, which is smart, uh, or two, uh, uh, they just hang out, period, boom, goodbye. You know, hmm. if it's a phone, compl- a phone complaint. Right. So, Joe, tell me about the China thing. You, you did some research here. And again, we're our, 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 uh, where well, we're doing a lot of. Yeah, okay. Well, but... it, uh, just enough to know that uh, I was going back. Uh, see, first of all, two things have been bothering me uh, as as a, as a citizen: the buyout of so much of our farmland. Bill Gates took a large quantity of it. I think he has a uh, a quarter of a million acres of farmland throughout the states. And China has just recently uh, made news by uh, uh, buying that land in the Dakotas. Now, the claim is for milling purposes, but it's suspiciously clean, uh, close to uh, our Air Force base there, which, mm. uh, which is involved in very sensitive work. Mm. So you wonder what the motive is, and it's always what is the motive these days. And uh, so I, uh, uh, when when I combine that with buying out Smithfield, buying out our farmland and 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 sensitive in a sensitive area, I think there's a, a, a modus operandi here that needs to be addressed. Um. And, uh, so consequently, yeah. my uh, uh, my revelation has been, uh oh, China's up to something. And I've known from my travels that the Chinese are very clever. You you always think you got one up on them, but you never really do. They always have the best. You know, they've got the ace hidden. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether that is the case here with our land and our uh, and, and placement of their purchases in our country. Uh, we're talking again. Um, uh, my guest is uh, Joe David, and he uh, writes um, more of his writings are available over at his website, bfat.com. And um, that's books for all times. Uh, it's not be fat. That's not what I'm saying here. But and I just was looking at it. I was <laughs> yeah, looking I love at it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's memorable. <laughs> uh, OK, but now, Joe, d- different observation on this, because and again, I'll, I'll push this up on. So put uh, I'll put it up on social media or link to it. Um, and and, and uh, you're talking about walking into your supermarket and you get you have these um these uh uh problems with the food what two 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 questions for you again observationally uh, and you're not an expert but you're uh, an expert at being you and having some decades of experience on it um one do you believe that we're headed towards food shortages do you see that as a problem and second how do how do you um assess the impact of inflation on on people. I mean, that's the place where I, I don't even notice it in gas as much. I hate to say that. I just don't I just I don't like to look at the gas price. But I tell you, every time oh, I no. hit the every time I hit the hit the uh, supermarket and I think to myself and I actually think to myself that I wanted to buy some Swiss cheese. That's too much money for that. And that's the impact. But so what are, what are your thoughts on this? Well, with the, the, with, 
with the food shortages, I, I'm inclined to think that there is going to be a problem there uh, because I'm seeing less and less. As I start, as I preface with my converse, uh, the conversation with the fact that so many of my favorite foods are. Uh, and I say there are many uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are being pushed aside uh, and replaced with uh, cans of whatever by the by the stores, which strikes me as being suspicious. Why are they wiping that out for more profit, or are they uh, hiding the quality? I have seen poor quality in the marketplace. I uh, I've brought back, and I'm bringing back some coleslaw I bought recently because the taste is 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 not pleasant mm. and uh, so here again now you could explain this with one uh, that uh, you know uh, you know it, it may have been sitting on the shelf too long or two they're using second-rate quality uh, who knows what what's going in there or three they could be even adding chemicals to the food mm. and this bothers me hmm. what the future is i don't know there's no way of knowing but i am very suspicious that we are facing a shortage of some sort in the near future hmm. uh, if this continues my recommendation is for everyone that has a problem go to your store and let them know hmm. make your make noise write your senators and congress people get action going it's the only protection we have at this time we need good safe nourishing food well, and that's interesting, Joe. You know, you say that because um, I, that's very interesting. I, I'm, I'm pausing as you're saying it because you hear a lot of people, they say, make your voice heard on this or that, the other thing. But uh, this one, um, you know, and especially as, as you know, you're experiencing um, customer service is hard, but you get three or four complaints in one direction. It, it'll be heard. You know, it, it gets heard uh, in a corporate setting as well as uh, in politics. All right. Well, uh, Joe, uh, David, thank you for writing that and for uh, jumping on the radio. Uh, Books for All Times is the website bfat.com, bfat.com. A lot of uh, articles of, of Joe's there and his books and uh, uh, other stuff. So thanks for the time, Joe. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate your time. Well, and it's you great. Have a terrific day. You too. Thanks very much. And uh, we will take a break, everybody. And I will post this up on social media. Don't forget. Uh, and uh, and you can go to uh, proamericareport.com, sign up for the daily email there and get that there. And follow me on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter. I'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, checking in with Tammy Nichols. Tammy Nichols is a state representative in the Idaho legislature, at least for a little while longer, because she's running for state Senate out there and is on the ballot in a few weeks in November and in a race that was probably more contentious in the primary, but she does have an opponent, so never take it for granted. And a lot happening in Idaho. I just was asking her offline. Um, not too many races, especially the national races, Congress or anything contested, but some. So let's uh, get to it. Tammy, welcome back. How are you? Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. So Just out here campaigning. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, what's the energy like? You know, you've you've been a veteran of races. You ran. I think you ran the very first time you ran and lost, right? 
The very first time, yes, I ran and lost. It was a five-way race, and uh, yeah, but that didn't deter me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, without, but I was going to say that that's where you, uh, Phyllis, the late Phyllis Schlafly, you, you know, who was your friend also, and who you worked with, whom you worked yeah. with. Uh, she used to say that losing, you know, you learn the most when you lose. When you win, you you got a lot of work to do. You got things to go on to do. So my point here is that uh, Tammy yeah. Nichols has been in the trenches uh, for a while and seen all sides of it. So general description. What is mm-hmm. the environment like out there? For it, it feels to me like a red wave or a red tsunami, I actually have been saying. I think people are more fed up with what's going on and really don't want to tell a pollster much of anything. What, what do you feel? Sure. You, you know, I would I would say that's probably a, a good assumption. Um, you know, out here in Idaho, you know, like I've said, we're we're a conservative state where we have very conservative people here. We have been under blue management, however. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, um, you know, we've had a lot of people that have moved into our state escaping from the states that they've come from because of the, the Democrats policies and agendas and everything that's been going on. And so they're coming here. And I think we are going to see some major changes in Idaho. Um, our Senate is shaping up to look entirely different from what it has been over the last several years, uh, which is a good thing because we had a lot of problems in our Senate. We had a lot of good legislation that was passed in the House, and then it would get over to the Senate side and be stonewalled, basically. And so um, voters spoke in the primary and just, you know, they, they sent a strong message. There was several uh, senators that had been in their positions for quite some time that lost their races this last time. And so I think we are are going to see um, a, a red wave, uh, even for Idaho. Hmm. Uh, we're talking with Tammy Nichols, and uh, you can go check her out and her positions and her background. Uh, NicholsforIdaho.com, N-I-C-H-O-L-S, NicholsforIdaho.com. Um, Tammy, you mentioned we were talking about the AG race. I, I was telling someone that um, uh, the attorneys general to me, and I mean, I'm a little biased. Again, I ran uh, for, I was the nominee in, in Missouri in 2012 for attorney general. So I looked closely and knew the job. That's a really important job, especially when you want to challenge the government, the federal government's out of controlness. And and it, it can be that even under a Republican, there's plenty of out of controlness. You and I could spend a month of Sundays talking about in COVID, there were plenty of Republicans, the so-called conservatives who were a part, a party uh, uh, to some of the shutdowns, lockdowns, uh, uh, mandates. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me about that race. I mean, we have a fame, relatively famous, I mean, of, of, of the candidates running for an office like that, the AG nominee for Republicans got a national profile to some extent. So tell me about that race. Yeah, yeah. So the AG race here in Idaho is an interesting race. Um, uh, Labrador, who who won the primary, and he's well known. He's uh, been a congressman. He's been in the, the Idaho legislature, uh, helped start up the Freedom Caucus at the con- congressional level. So he's he's pretty well known. And uh, he ran against a five-term uh, incumbent in in the AG position and won. Uh, and that you know that's partially because our current AG uh, has done hardly anything to actually protect the people of Idaho or, or to protect the sovereignty of our state. So he ran that race and, and won very well. And so now he does have a Democrat opponent. And, uh, you know, because of what I just talked about in regards to our Senate with uh, senators that had been in there losing their race um, this last primary. And we have we have an interesting divide in, in the Republican Party. We have the establishment and then we have what we I would call the the constitutional conservative Republicans. And and there is definitely a a difference between the two. And so what makes this interesting is we've seen several of those that I would 
uh, classifying the establishment part of the Republican Party have come out now in support of the Democrat that's running for AG. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to cause uh, Labrador any problems. I think he's going to win well and, and, and be the next attorney general. But it's interesting to see that dynamic take place where you have so-called Republicans that are now coming out in support of, of the Democrat. And not only in that race, we have some district races where the Republican um, person, the, the, the senator or whatever member they were, has now come out in support of the Democrat candidate. And so it just kind of shows the true colors or maybe the masks are coming off. I don't know, because some of these people we've already uh, their their colors have shown that they are not actual Republicans that, that support the Republican Party platform or anything like that. Their their voting record and, and the things that they do definitely don't uh, connect with with the party platform or, or Republicans as, as we know them. Uh, and so uh, so that's made it kind of interesting to see. I I don't think that's that's going to change anything. And I think Labrador will do just fine. Well, and and one one thing about that, I mean, Raul Labrador, Labrador as you mentioned, I, he, he got some uh, uh, renown when he was um, founding the Tea Party Caucus and sort of cut a, a pretty uh, high profile. Um, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. His name can sound to me um, Italian or, or uh, Portuguese or something. He uh-huh. he is he is Hispanic uh, uh-huh. in some origin. Right. So that's yeah. that, that, I think he got that's a lot correct. of I, got, I think he got a lot of profile for a period, uh, you know, on TV because here was this young uh, lawyer very smart well-spoken hispanic american of some whatever the background was and people were like huh and they put him on fox news all the time so he's got this profile but the, the good news here is that he's um some of the old guard is is going against him so it sort of solidifies that he's not going to turn around and and uh, carry water for them absolutely which is really helpful because again I, yeah. I i still think the fight is really between we the people and the federal government doesn't matter whose party because the republicans uh often fall victim to the uh uh, you know, to the the siren uh, call of of uh, you know the swamp. So, uh, yeah. Tammy, the, the what about judges uh, a- out there? You know, the, are your judges? I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Are they all elected? Are some of them elected? Are you are you seeing any change in judges? Yeah, there there's some that are elected, and so there there are some that will be on the ballot. Um, Idaho does it really kind of differently. Um, I have people from California that come that move to our state, and and it, the way that the judges are done here, it kind of surprises them because it really doesn't give you. You're just you're just um, voting to to retain. Keep them. Yeah, yeah, retain like a retention like a retention vote. Yeah, so it doesn't exactly. There, there's no real campaigns against them, but at the top no. level, has your Supreme Court gotten silly? Some other states, Iowa, uh, have, have ended up with really crazy rulings because the left has targeted the the courts. Absolutely, we we've had some really crazy rulings here too, and so um, you know there needs to be a change. And I would love to see a way for us to be able to have something for voters to be able to see what kind of judges we have. Um, it's it's hard. I mean, you know, with with politicians, with uh, legislative um, people, you know, there's there's their voting record that you can go by, and so you can kind of get a good feel for where they're at based on how they vote. Judges, it's a whole different thing. How do you quantify a judge? How do you qualify? 
qualify them for, uh, you know, on how they judge cases. Right. So, um, so it's a difficult thing. Um, and so, but you know, we need to change our ballots, I think a little bit and, and give the option to either retain or not to vote for them. There's only one option right now and that's to retain, but I think there needs to be another, another option on there to, to not retain. And I think that would give a little bit more transparency and give voters another option where they feel more comfortable. Otherwise, a lot of people just don't vote for them because they don't know who they are. They don't know anything about them and they don't want to just vote for somebody to retain them based on no qualifications or or anything else. Right. We're talking with Tammy Nichols. Tammy Nichols is state representative right now in Idaho. She's on the ballot for state Senate uh, in November. Uh, Nichols for Idaho.com. Check it out. Um, uh, Tammy, one last sort of line of questions. You you just and it would uh, pertain a little bit to judges, but it would also pertain to the uh, COVID stuff and all. Do you have any interest or is there a way that you could um, try to influence other states around you? Because you mentioned you're getting California coming into people moving there, which on one level, you're probably like, hey, that's okay with us. We want to move there. But I'm just aware of how often the larger um, states and their economies can influence the others. And I don't know how you push back on that. I mean, is there a way that uh, you, you see that happening? It feels like, and I'll give you an example um, that the late Phyllis Schlafly used to talk about. Uh, whoever influences the Texas choice of textbooks, school mm-hmm. textbooks, wins because Texas buys so many books, everybody else, almost every state can't buy their own. They just buy whatever Texas has. You know, in, in other words, yeah. they're not going to make. And I just wonder about the influence of a state like California right next door to you in terms of the economy. Are you, is there ways to push back on that? Are you, I mean, because you're probably living with, um, influences on on agriculture on uh energy technology. Yeah, yeah technology that impact you you know we we have a bit of that um you know and uh the biden administration has come out promoting certain parts of especially technology uh recently and so we do have i mean we ha- we have a a amazon center here now in the state and um you know we already had micron we have several um big companies that have set their sights on idaho and uh you know facebook's putting a data center here um and so while, you know, it does bring money to the to the state, it, you know, the people that I've talked to that have lived in states where they've had these types of companies move in tell you that it changes the atmosphere. It changes the dynamics uh, mm. in the in the area that they go in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that is a concern. You know, water is a huge concern in our state. Right, and right, these big right. companies coming in, especially like the, the data centers, they take up a lot of water and a lot of energy. Mm. And so there's a lot of concern with how, how that's going to, you know, impact our state because we have aquifers here and they're having a harder and harder time uh, refilling. Mm. And so how do we balance that? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good question, um, but there's a lot of impact influence that comes in with that because money talks and, you know, the state sees it as, as tax dollars um, coming into the state. And, uh, you know, but there has, there has to be a balance. And yeah. uh, again, the growth has been astronomical here. So how do you balance that correctly? Well, it's, it's something that we just kind of continue to work on. Hmm. T- <coughs> Excuse me, Tammy Nichols. Uh, thanks very much. Good luck down the stretch. You mentioned off the air that you're uh, helping a lot of other candidates around you as your race is uh, closing. So good luck with everything. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. Tammy Nichols, everybody, I'll put up on social media her uh, information. She's got a good uh, presence there, too. So we will take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We'll be back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The Fourth Amendment of our U.S. Constitution prohibits raiding anyone's home except, quote, upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized, end quote. With these immortal words, our founders put this essential safeguard into the Bill of Rights to protect against the abuse of federal power that was recently used to victimize Donald Trump through the FBI's raid on his home, Mar-a-Lago. Political prosecutions hide behind secrecy and transparency would help to stop them. There was no justification for federal agents to demand that Mar-a-Lago staff turn off all the surveillance cameras so that the agents could perhaps violate limits on the scope of the warrant without accountability. Despite the deliberate intimidation caused by more than 30 armed agents ransacking Trump's home, his skeleton summer staff courageously refused the agent's improper demand to turn off those cameras. Yet there remains, to this point, no accountability for how the federal agents tried to hide their own misconduct from surveillance. Trump used his Truth Social platform to call the encroachment an assault on a political opponent at a level never seen before in our country. The following day, the Department of Justice tracked down pro-Trump Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania while he was on a family vacation so that three armed agents could make a surprise grab of his cell phone in front of his young children. A personal cell phone, like one's home, contains much private and confidential information that the government has no right to see. Congressman Perry is not genuinely suspected of any wrongdoing, and neither is Donald Trump with respect to the documents he lawfully kept as president and had a right to declassify at any point. Every American should be frightened by this outrageous infringement on constitutional rights for what appears to be political gain. If Americans are to have liberty and justice for all, we must restore the faith of the American people in our justice system. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, new segment, Drain the Swamp segment. Drain the Swamp segment. Today, we uh, address the fact that the Defense Department, the United States Defense Department, announced the Defense Innovation Board. The Defense Innovation Board is made up of people who are supposed to help innovate uh, for defense. Now, the outgoing chairman of the Defense Innovation Board of the United States Department of Defense, the United States government, the outgoing chairman of that board is a guy named Eric Schmidt. Now, Eric Schmidt, you may recall or may know that name. Eric Schmidt, of course, is the former CEO of Alphabet. Alphabet, you say to yourself, huh, that's funny. Alphabet, what's the deal with Alphabet? Is that something I'm supposed to know about? Well, Alphabet is actually Google, Google, YouTube. And Eric Schmidt is the guy who has basically been 
uh, a fixture in paying for jobs in and around uh, the federal government, the white, this White House. And he's been trying to become a player since Hillary's campaign. He was an early Hillary. He was a big Hillary backer. And um, so he's Google, YouTube, right? It's called Alphabet. Well, the new chairman of the Defense Innovation Board is Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg of Bloomberg. You know, the massive uh, computer technology information company, Bloomberg. So we have billionaires serving in the Defense Innovation Board, being the leaders of this board. Now, what is it supposed to do? Well, it's supposed to advise DOD on how, Department of Defense, on how to innovate for the future. But what do you think it does when it's led by billionaires? It does. Now, they're not, I'm not saying they're not smart. I'm saying that they're going to steer things in the direction that they want, which is big tech has more influence over us in this country than you could ever imagine. And why we decide to give yet another position to big tech from which they can influence our lives doesn't make any sense to me. You talk about drain the swamp. Let's get rid of all these boards. Let's get rid of all these things that create lots of, uh, create lots of bureaucracy, spend lots of money, and ultimately, in my opinion, end up with people with influence having a path to use even more influence. You think Michael Bloomberg, that means Michael Bloomberg as Defense Innovation Board chairman, he will likely get all the background checks to be top, top secret, right? He'll be in on all these meetings. He'll see all this stuff. He'll be in a privileged position. And why? What's the point of it? I mean, if the point is to get his advice, somebody can get his advice if they want. Creating a Defense Innovation Board that becomes one of these internal sounding boards that are swamped up, it's just a mistake. It's more of the swamp. And actually, I actually could spend some time and try to convince myself that a defense innovation board, well, maybe they'll be cutting, you know, cutting edge. But the fact is, writ large, or as often as they create these boards, they're just bureaucracies to dominate our lives. Say no to the swamp. No more swamp. No more Bloomberg running swamp committees. All right, we got to run. Thank you, Noah Dingley, our great producer. Joanna Spilger, associate producer. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.